You're listening to Brandon Butter, a straight talking, occasionally in your face, no BS branding podcast for modern marketers and business owners. Here for those who want to understand the influence and power of branding and how pairing association, consumer behavior, and design thinking can impact what people see, think, and feel. I'm your host, Tara Ladd, the sometimes funny, sometimes vulnerable, and often unapologetically blunt founder and creative director of brand and design agency, your one and only. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of Brand and Butter. Today, I'm actually going to be diving into the importance of both internal and external branding and what the difference is. If you're just starting out or, you know, you've been kind of winging it the last couple of years, there's kind of a difference, especially if you haven't worked with a professional in this space, there's a difference between internal and external branding. You're probably sitting there if you don't have a clue going, what? Everyone else, you know where I'm going with this. So basically your internal branding is everything that comes from the core and why you started a business. So it's your purpose, it's your mission, it's your vision, it's all of the things that make up the strategy. It's your positioning, it's your belief system. And if you haven't checked it out, go check out last week because I speak uh, in depth about that one. It's also your values and your alignment and I guess your personality and how you, it's essentially, you know, the very essence of your brand. And so when we start to talk about that stuff in in brand strategy, that's what we're referring to. Because the external part of branding, which is your visual identity, you know, the words that you say, your tactical marketing, uh, there is a difference between strategic and tactical. Strategic is a brand message and tactical is a marketing message. Um, so if you're, you have a sale, that's a tactical message. And there's a distinct difference between both of them. Now, strategy is thrown around left, right and center, but it's essentially the the depth of, you know, it's the plan, right? It's, it's the long-term plan and what that means for your business. And your strategy needs to be some really in-depth thinking. We can start businesses on the fly and go, you know, this is awesome, but there will come a time when you're like, okay, things are kind of going all right. I need to really sit down and, and sort this out. And without having a proper brand strategy that can fall apart, you know, a little bit down the line when you know you, you need to have those uh, foundations in place. So what I mean by that is if you've just started a business and it's gone gangbusters and it blows up and it's awesome, and sometimes that's not a bad thing, right? Because when you do try and think too much about what you want for your business, in, especially in those first few years, you can kind of not hit targets that you were expecting or you may not find the right audience because you're too busy chasing another one. So there, I find that sometimes there there is nice, I guess, with experimentation and, and figuring out who you want your audience to be. But essentially the reason that you started a brand is not going to change. There's, there'd be a reason. Um, I find that the reason when people start things like, you know, I wanted to do this to stay home with my children. Um, I mean, that's great, but that's not a long-term vision. So what happens is eventually your kids get older and all of a sudden life gets a bit easier and you don't like what you're doing. You just did it because you wanted some money. However, that can also work the other way. But 
What you want is for something to really mean something for you. It's why they go on about purpose and vision and all that stuff. Because if you don't have that core essence, this is where you'll see a lot of businesses during COVID that kind of just started and just kind of slowly fizzled out. Um, That's kind of where that's at. And you will see some businesses that are going through some hardship at the moment. Um, It's that's really unfortunate, but it's, it's really a case of, and obviously that's what I mean by they're not obviously ones that fizzled out. They just came into financial hardship, which a lot did. But when you have a solid foundation in your internal branding, then you can execute the external so much better. So by that, I mean, if you absolutely have nailed down your core mission and your vision, um, and where you want to be and what you want to do and how you want to do it and how you manufacture or, you know, what service offerings you have, um, all of that stuff is, and how you price yourself, how you position yourself, you know, what your locality is. Are you, do you have multi, multi locations or are you in one location? Um, but it, it comes down to the very culture that you want to lead as a business. So when you go in to hire staff, knowing what your brand strategy is and knowing those core internal branding values helps you to hire people that are aligned to that, right? So if you're looking for someone, let's look at JB Hi-Fi for instance versus, I don't know, Big W Music Department. Very, very different way to sell music, right? Um, I mean, I wouldn't even say selling music these days because no one sell, no one sells music. <laughs> talking my age here. I'm going back. I'm going back to teenage years, guys. Um, but basically, there is a very different type of audience here, right? Um, and I'm going to keep speaking to this because most of you who listen to this and my target audience are going to know that stuff. So, when you're talking to an audience, you want to make sure that they understand what you're about. And that same methodology applies to when you're trying to attract new staff. It will come down to the way that you write your job ads. It will come down to the way that you have internal communications and the way that you build your systems and processes. All of that is built of a blueprint and a plan, otherwise known as a brand DNA that everyone talks about, right? Whatever it said, roadmap, whatever the bloody name or terminology people thrown around, that is what it is. It's a brand strategy. And so with that uh, and your formula or whatever way that you do things with your processes, that enables you to then make decisions on how you want to be seen externally. So when you have the internal absolutely nailed, then you can look at the outside. So when you understand who your brand personality is as a brand, and then you can start to develop a tone of voice. Um, And then you start to talking about your messaging from your internal space. And then you start figuring out how you're going to communicate that from an external space. So messaging, I'm not talking about, you know, marketing messages. I'm talking about key positioning statements and, you know, vision statements and things that actually secure you and solidify you as a brand and don't change strategy Strategy from a brand strategy point of view, unless you reposition, they should stay the same. The messaging should not change. Who you are, what you do, what you're about, who you're here for, all of that should be consistent and not change. Marketing messages are tactical, right? You can you can play with them and move them around, but so long as the message still aligns to that core mission and that core value, that's when you know that you're on, on the path to the right thing. So let's just say that we're a brand and we're looking to um, extend or get our personal, like our brand identity done. This is where it's important to understand your brand strategy and also from a tone of voice perspective, you're going to get a copywriter, right? Um, 
And I always recommend that everyone who knows me knows that I am all for copywriters because one, it makes my life easier as a designer. Um, any designer that thinks that they can actually lead without a messaging system is a liar. Um, it's, you need that. It's like a brief. How those systems in place, and unless they're an agency, obviously, that does both, which we kind of do sometimes, but we obviously want to use copywriters for the copywriter element. We do um, some of the core brand strategy parts. Um, but with that, you want to make sure that, you know, that is aligning to your target market. So if you are a JB Hi-Fi fan, for instance, you would have different messaging to a big W audience. You can already see it in your mind. You've already made, before I've even said anything, you have already made an assumption in your mind about what that brand is and who they speak to, because you know, based off previous experiences and previous marketing messages that have already gone out and their basic association, right? The same thing happens with minuscule brands. It's up to us to be able to, and it's actually easier for minuscule brands and startup brands to be able to do this because there's no one watching you yet. You're still learning and treading and figuring out what works. So you can actually just screw things up and get back on get back on the bike and go again. Bigger brands, when they stuff something up, oh, it's known. There's apologies and there's repositionings and let's just have a look at what happened with Optus and their cybersecurity fail. I think I spoke about that before. That is that is huge. Like they've just gone, I haven't seen anything from Optus. They've just gone quiet. Um, so it's just important that the messaging aligns to the internal, right? So let's just say you're, like we were saying, you're, you're a fun brand, right? You go out, you're really, you're really quirky uh, and that really aligns to your personality. You're going to use language from a, from a verbal point of view and a verbal identity is what we call it you're going to use language that aligns to that personality, right? And I always say to my to my clients, let's just say if you had to pick a celebrity, who would it be? And I have so many people go, oh, I don't know any celebrities. It's not even about that. It's a person of influence, right? So I always use these two because I think that they're polar opposite kind of sort of. Um, Ryan Reynolds versus Robert De Niro, right? Two very different people. Although Robert De Niro does have a dry sense of humor, you would look at them very, very differently based off the way they wore their clothes, the way that they would be standing, how they were speaking, what they would say, what brands they would buy. All of this is still very much associated with your internal branding, right? And then when you say, this is who we are, this is what we do, this is how we associate, then you can pass that information on to a copywriter or a designer and they go, okay, mad, I can now replicate this because I understand the strategy. So from our point of view, when we work with clients, we do some partial, we can do some partial elements of, of brand strategy, right? So if you're starting out and you don't, brand strategy can be quite, you know, massive if you really want to think about it. You know, we're not talking about top level corporation, but you know, when it comes to developing a brand strategy, you can still use some really cool people that know their stuff. So I would do my research on branding, um, on who knows branding, whether that be a, a copywriting house or, or a identity house, um, the visual identity house, like branding design, get the words out. You do your research on who has experience in the industry. Um, because I think from a design perspective, like every graphic designer wants to be in branding because that's where the money's at. Right. Um, well, so, so they think there's some good money in packaging and publication and, you know, lots of stuff in signage and wayfinding but I mean most people just get the assumption of because it's just you know you see top tier brands and people see logos and they've got big dollar signs attached to them but those big brands spending big money except Nike 
but that's a story for another day. Um, Nike spend big money now. They didn't at the time. They, they were once a startup and that's the point. Once they were a startup, they spent little and then they obviously grew and now they've got one of the best ad agencies, uh, Wyden and Kennedy, on their account um, and they create amazing, amazing campaigns. However, like the difference between a designer, a graphic designer and a brand designer is quite different. So I... My, me personally, I am what I call myself is a, a visual designer and a visual designer actually looks at a wider scope of things. They don't just design the graphics, they design the the whole authentic look and feel. And so when you come to me, I'm looking at how I can articulate what it is that you're saying to me through every touch point and through all of your communication that will visually be interpreted by your audience. And when you speak to someone that has no effing idea about that stuff, it can actually do some damage. Now that's not meaning that all designers are like that. I mean, and we all have to start somewhere and I think it's great. Sometimes some designers are amazing, but there is a big, big lot of work in the strategy side and understanding audience and understanding psychology and understanding all of the ins and outs on what works, what doesn't like that comes with experience. It comes with time. Um, And a pretty design, even amazingly put together technically, doesn't mean that it's going to convert. So it's about understanding the audience and it's about understanding behavior. So there's a lot involved in that. So just do your research there because obviously prices will always align with that. Um, But from a copywriting perspective, it's a similar thing. They are basically going to become an extension of your voice. So doing the work in the initial, you know, development of the, of the brand and knowing who you are, like think about thank you water, for instance, like when they started, they had such a strong purpose. And I like, I will continue to to say thank you water because I just love everything that they do, but also I've referenced them prior. So if you've kind of jumped aboard the journey, you can kind of know what I'm talking about, but thank you water are very simplistic in their design um, because they don't need to be overtly out there and that's smart design design is an application that assists the overall communication phase right so if you're going out and I, I'm I'm talking heavily to design at the moment because design is so uh, important to attract an audience it's our brains are 50% visually processing all of the time so that's why I'm using this. And even copy is considered to be like words themselves are visual symbols. So it is still technically a visual, but when the words are written on a page in the wrong font, that message can be highly, um, well, it can be translated very differently. So it's important that you know um, who you're working with, what they're talking about, and then also understanding does my messaging aligned to the brand strategy and does the does the visual representation of our identity align with all of the above for instance you're not going to go use comic sans for a very serious you know piece of communication which is what i've also referenced before so having that initial strategy part down so we will sit down prior to working with anyone and we will go through these these stages of who you are where you come from what you do so there are elements that we really touch on Uh, But when you start to move into that bigger space, that's where we take that small to medium enterprise space. But if you're like growing astronomically, that's when you grow and you reposition, right? So if you're going from, you know, a 15 person company to a 
100 person company (laughs) and you've grown so massively, you will need to go, you will need to undergo a new brand strategy. Now, some things may not change, but there will definitely be a difference in your audience segmentation. There'll be a difference in the way that you price and position yourself. There'll be so many different things that you will need to change to align to the next goal and the next vision. And don't be afraid to outgrow people. Like we are we are really happy when we develop brands and then they need to evolve because I mean, we can work with some pretty high level brands and that's great from a visual identity perspective, but there is limitations in terms of brand strategy where we would go, we think that you need to go and speak to this person now. Um, and so that's why it's great to have like marketing um, legends come in and they will completely just go through everything. And again, to clarify for those that don't know, marketing is a, um, is the hierarchy. Uh, branding is a subset of marketing. Your marketing strategy aligns to your business plan and your business plan is basically your, your direction. So your marketing strategy will tell you where you need to be, how you need to be seen, who you need to be talking to, all of those ins and outs that will then create your brand strategy, right? So your brand strategy answers your marketing strategy. And then you have a content strategy. Oh my gosh, don't worry. I'm not trying to like overcomplicate this, but as a, as a bigger brand, that's when all of those uh, complexities come into it. But from a smaller, you know, smaller medium and enterprise kind of way, it's, they're not that, they're not that complex. They don't need to be that complex that soon. However, we love it when our medium tier um, businesses and anyone that has the budget to invest in really good marketing strategy, because again, the more information that we have as designers, the better we're able to articulate what it is that we're, that we're trying to say. Um, so, you know, if we have a really comprehensive breakdown of audience segmentation, then we know who we're talking to. So if you're targeting an elderly market, we're not going to go and use young young fonts and, and big, bright, bold trends. It, like we're going to use things that will apply to, and that's not saying, it's not being ageist here. I'm saying that there'd be certain things that you would use that would apply to an elderly market. The same goes for, you know, if it was a younger market, you would be using different things. And again, it depends on the product. So this is, there's so many nuances involved in what you do and what you create and how you say things, but just having those different differences with your internal and external branding will help you to be able to figure out, you know, the steps that you need to take. But overall, that is a quick summary of what an internal external um, brand exercise, I I guess you would call it, would look like. Uh, And it's really good to kind of just go through and lay down those foundations. And you can have, I might actually put something up on the one and only Instagram, so you should go over and check that out. Uh, But we obviously focus on that external presence because obviously it's great to have a brand and all the internals amazing, which we, we highly recommend. But when you are actually trying to get the audience's attention, that's where your external branding is really crucial. You need to capture with the visuals and lead with the messaging and have the wording that pairs like seamlessly with the visuals so that they become one. The design then helps to amplify the messaging structure and to lead the same message But that's pretty much a summary of internal, external branding, probably focusing more on the external because that's what we do. But that's so important to understand. And if you are figuring out where to start, 
just grab a piece of paper and figure out like a one page business plan. And then you can kind of go from there with figuring out how to kind of move forward. Uh, you could probably then move into, um, you know, a designer or a copywriter to work with to amplify your business so long as they start to build that initial strategy with you. You know, anyone that just says, hey, let's start a logo without asking any really in-depth questions um, or even terms of direction is a red flag for me. Uh, they should be wanting to know everything about your business, literally becoming like a research factory and figuring out, you know, um, who your audience is or asking you questions about who your audience is. And if you don't know yet, it'll just be a case of who do you want it to be and you design your brand to fit those people. And that's it for today. I hope you learned a little bit. Obviously, it's not as extensive as we could make it. We've only got a short amount of time to cram some information into, but it will give you a little bit of a taster as to what to understand. For now, though, if you are interested in some kind of guidance and some direction, we have put a new offering out. We've got some good things coming out later this year. It is a three-month coaching. It is application-based. We are choosing six aligned business owners in the SME space. So you've been in business for a couple of years. We want people that kind of are ready to really scale. Uh, And it's called the Brand Brain Lab. So head over to our website. It's on the main page and have a look at that. It would be awesome for you to join us in the next intake, which we kick off in July. But for now, stay tuned uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Did you like that episode? I hope so. Because if you did, why don't you head over to whatever platform you listen on and rate and review. It's much appreciated and helps others know what we're about. If you want to follow us, you can find us at yourwannanonly underscore au on Instagram or head to www.youwannanonly.com.au.